The views and opinions expressed on the Quite Contrary podcast are not those of our sponsors, the Geeks Under the Influence Network, any other associated podcast, or really even the panelists on this very show. Come on, this is a debate podcast. We don't believe half of the stuff we're talking about, so don't take it too seriously. Also, this is definitely not a child-appropriate show. So if you have kids in the room, uh, if you don't care about them, let them listen. If you do, then maybe let them leave the room first. Welcome, 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 and especially a welcome to all the regular listeners of the Geeks Under the Influence podcast. Thanks for coming over here and checking out the newest show on the GY Network. This is Quite Contrary. It's a debate show for bullshitters and devil's advocates. Basically, what we do is we pick a subject matter and we rock, paper, scissors to see who believes what going into this conversation. So we might actually argue a point that we believe. We might argue against a point that we believe, but ultimately... It's not about who wins or loses. It's about basically talking shit on each other and uh, having a good time. So welcome. And uh, with me tonight is the Velvet Hammer, the voice of Geeks Under the Influence. Mr. Crump Crumpler's here. Well, you're welcome to have me. And I'm glad to be here. I know I don't sound like I'm glad to be here, but that's because I always sound smarmy and disingenuous no matter what I say. It's really just because you're so used to disengaging whenever you're around me that there's this just... Or it, it's not just you. Don't feel special. It's really most people. Just most people. You've seen me walk away from multiple people when they've just said hello. It's kind of amazing. Like You don't even say excuse me and then leave. You just turn around and walk away. It's kind of incredible. It's also the best way to handle people. You know they know exactly how you feel. And they usually try not to engage again, unless they're a mind-numbing moron that used to live below us in the old apartment. <laughs> Which makes it a little bit more difficult when you're mm -hmm. mind-numbing. But tonight we are going to be talking about uh, the differences in liquors and what is better, what is worse. Before we get started, uh, what, what is your genuine feeling about clear liquors versus barrel-aged whiskeys? Well, oh, there's no fucking competition. Yeah. I don't see the point in clear liquor. And I think Ron Swanson said it best when he said clear alcohol is for women on diets. Okay. It's a waste of time. I don't see why they jack up the price for something that's not even fucking aged. You're paying the same price for something that was distilled multiple times to eradicate the fucking flavor that came from whatever they were distilling to try to make it as neutral as fucking possible. And then they're passing it off and selling it with their fancy fucking glasses that don't mean a goddamn thing. It just sells, oh, isn't that a pretty glass? It was distilled five times. Look, it's Swedish. It doesn't fucking matter. Age it. Make it better. So you're kind of on the fence is what you're saying. A little saying. bit. A little bit on the fence. I'm divided. Yes, apparently so. Like Natalie and Ruglia, I'm torn. Oh, dude. Dude, good poll. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm both disappointed and proud of you, mm -hmm. which really explains. Which I think what she was really talking about was a really fat cock going anal, and she was torn after him. Yeah, either that or maybe pouring clear liquor on her butthole after. Mm -hmm. Afterwards. Yeah. Which is the only way to properly suture. You've got to sew it with some antibiotics going on. You got to sanitize first. It needs to happen. That's the only point. Have you noticed that rubbing alcohol also fucking clear, <laughs> which means that vodka is basically rubbing alcohol to be used to uh, sanitize buttholes. Pretty much. Yes. 
All right. <laughs> Which actually explains some of the times I've seen people drinking vodka. Mm-hmm. It's sanitizing. Do you an see asshole. the face they make? Yes. Repugnant. Yes. Repugnant. So I'm hoping that you end up getting the four clear liquor because uh, oh, I know ap- you do. After that rant, uh, I myself am also an avid fan of the brown liquors. Um, Which is one of the few things you've got going in in your head that's actually correct. Yes. Usually you're wrong on multiple things. Most everything. But I think you've been indoctrinated enough or have enough taste, which I hate to give you credit for. Yeah. To understand that anything aged in a barrel is naturally better. That's what I think. But so there's different versions of this of this debate. This is going to be a versus episode because we're taking two different things and combating them battle bot style against Thank each other. Thank you for explaining that to me. I would have never understood that this was going to be a versus. Yes, I know. It's very complicated. <laughs> and this is also going to be a mixed bag because one of us is going to end up being for the our actual belief and one is going to have to go against. So. Exactly. So the way we decide who does what is we rock, paper, scissors, best out of three. So we do one, two, three, shoot. And we'll just call what we threw each time so you guys can kind of follow along if you feel like it at all. So when you're ready... One, two, three, throw. Scissors. Uh, went paper the first time. Okay, so one to me. And one, two, three, throw. Rock. Rock. Okay. One, two, three, throw. Tied up. Yes, it's one on one now. Oh, oh yes, it's always All right, been one Hopefully one. this is the last one. One, two, three, throw. You win, sir. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I, I wonder what you're going to pick here. Oh, I think I'm going to take barrel-aged liquors, which include rye, bourbon, Irish, Scotch, some rums, um, apple brandy. Okay. And apple brandy is a fantastic little palate cleanser if you get tired of, you know, your palate gets used to the same old, same old every time, even though I have a constant rotation between my whiskeys. But going to a good apple brandy, it's a nice little change of pace. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea what you're going to be talking about on this uh, on this side that you've chosen. Oh, I have no clue. I'm going to be going you for... You never lived with my liquor collection. No, not at all. It was uh, something to behold in. It was uh, kind of up there with Groot's movie collection, or at least has Nothing now... Nothing is... that. That's still ridiculous. That is true. It's the Library of Congress of movies that I'm, no one wants to watch. I'm just surprised how little genuine porn is in his collection. He has stuff that's basically porn, but it's more just... But it was Italian made in the 60s, and they just call that Italian movies. Yes. Um, the, circa the Italian Stallion movie starring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. That's where he got his name. So I will be doing clear liquors. I'll be talking about vodka and gin and uh, <laughs> at, at some rums. I don't... Schnapps. Schna- oh, God. Schnapps. <laughs> so this will be fun. So from this point on, I am going to be... Of the opinion that vodkas and gins and the like are better than bourbons and whiskeys, which is just difficult to say. All right, so we'll see how you this works out. Go back out. to my original idea of what you want to cover. <laughs> no, I think we're good. We can make this happen. All right, so you being the winner of the rock paper scissors, uh, you, always you get to ask the first debate question of the evening. So, as a person that chooses clear liquor, which obviously leads to pedophilia, how can you defend your position? And the Catholic Church and everything that they've hidden over the years with their pedophilia and your love of clear liquor. Well, see, the pedophilia thing I want to touch base on first. I imagine you do want to touch that base. Yes, because... Keep uh, your hands to yourself, sir. Much like a number of other drugs and other joyful things that people in, involve themselves in outside of the workday, uh, it does not lead towards pedophilia. If you already have a leaning towards pedophilia, it'll, if you get all liquored up on the vodka... 
then you want to go hang out on the playground. I, for one, don't have any leanings towards pedophilia. I like my my boys to be my age. Um, so it doesn't really lead towards any kind of playground hijinks for, for me personally. It just accentuates the playground hijinks. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I cannot defend the actions of the Catholic Church hiding uh, pedophilia because uh, they drink wine, which is an entirely different episode of this uh, podcast. I don't know. Maybe wine makes people want to cover up like horrible things that are done to children. You know, the blood of Christ leads to many strange things. That might explain why so many uh, trophy wives drink wine so they don't have to explain to their husbands what how much they smack the kids around when uh, when they're acting up around the house. I mean, I see a parallel there. So I'd see that being a more commonplace issue, wine, uh, wine abuse, than this this vodka. Aren't you a big fan of red wine as well? But I am not a housewife, (laughs) and that's the difference. Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, Yes. yes. So it it doesn't translate. I often treated you like a housewife when you were here. (laughs) Rowing lunch meat at me? Yes. (laughs) That's how you keep a good woman. You throw lunch meat at their gaping hole. I am really concerned for your vegan fiance, if that's how you think this is supposed to work out. No, I just leave little rabbit trails of vegetables it's like the Southern California version of Hansel and Gretel. Yes. Where it's just little pieces of tofu that lead to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Seasoned tofu. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's got to be blackened or something yes. because tofu doesn't taste like anything. It makes it also look bigger when it's blackened. It is the vodka of the food world. Mm-hmm. It tastes like whatever you add to it. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, how I'm going to counterpoint here mm-hmm. is uh, the joys of vodka. Um, barrel-aged beverages. Mm-hmm especially the higher caliber mm-hmm. that you are so in, so known for enjoying the scotches and the bourbons aren't really beverages that you would mix. Uh, you wouldn't lean towards mixing them. The, the lower caliber bourbons, those are the ones that you would tend to mix with like ginger ale or Coca-Cola, something along those lines. Vodka, on the other hand, much like tofu, ends up basically accentuating anything that you add to it. So if you use orange juice, it tastes like a spiked orange juice. If you add cranberry juice, it tastes like like a spiked cranberry juice. Now, the joy there is that one liquor, one liquor is able to chameleon style turn into a bevy of different delicious alcoholic beverages for one person. So my point to that is basically you have to spend more money to make it palatable. You have to, in this like socialist hellscape that fucking vodka and all this other crap comes from, you have to add to it to make it somewhat useful. Whereas whiskey, you buy the bottle, you're a happy bastard. You buy your vodka, oh, I've got to go buy at least 15 different mixers to cover up the taste that I'm actually drinking alcohol because it's just that wrong. I would disagree with your... Of course you would, because you're a goddamn commie. Is that what it is? Yes. Um, I think it's more so because there are a number of people that tend to mix their liquors in general, whether it be bourbon, whether it be rum, whether it be vodka, mix it, period. The classless plebes have no point in this discussion. So in addition to having no time or energy towards any kind of clear liquor, you don't have time or energy for anybody that utilizes liquor as a mixer to be added in with other alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverages to make a delicious summer cocktail, let's say. A delicious summer cocktail. Yes. That's the where you're going with this. 
Once again, proving you are a short bastard from SoCal. You're wrapped up in your mind that you need to add something to make it a delicious cocktail. By the way, Delicious Summer Cocktail is the name of my BG's cover band. It Well, it should be. Yes. <laughs> we also do an occasional Beach Boys cover just mm-hmm. to, to mix it up a I just bit. like the fact that cocktail is a word that constantly comes out of your mouth. Yes, like much like cock and tail. So with bourbon being used, bourbon whiskey and and. Not so much on the scotch. Scotch isn't normally known for being a mixer. Scotch and soda. soda. Yeah, I guess. But you downing vodka as a primarily used as a mixer beverage, you're also downing the lower grade bourbons and whiskeys and scotches that are used as mixers as well. They can be, but they can also work solo. So you're saying that it's a good idea for somebody to drink. I'm all about democracy and letting the people do what they want to do. I like how you're turning a vodka versus bourbon conversation to communism versus capitalism. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You get a better product that's been aged for multiple years. In case of scotch, at least three years. In case of bourbon, at least two. So something that's been aged, made better, just a better product for sometimes a cheaper price than these vodkas that they just churn out throwing them into expensive bottles to sell to mindless morons that just want to look classy with their little drinks. Speaking of classy, I, I want to touch on that a little bit. You look at some of the most classic scenes in movies where there's a gentleman in a white tuxedo top. Let's say a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, British. He's not drinking bourbon. British. Because he's British? The, Fucking British. Like there's no British people that enjoy a good bourbon? The the good ones. They're closer to Scotland. He could be drinking a scotch. Yeah. You know the sad thing is? The mm. French drink more scotch than the British. The scotch the, the French actually import more scotch than any other country, including America. Really? Really. That's impressive. It's amazing. It came from when they uh ran out of the, what was what was that blight they had? Uh, they, they had a fungal, fungal infection of their wine crops that right. basically decimated. So and anybody that, that, thanks to Jefferson and his democratic ideals gave them back their own fucking plants. What ended up happening is that those same plants were transplanted over in the United States and mm-hmm. flourished because we didn't have the same mold and fun- fungus problems in the, in the United States. Because of our lack of socialism. And then we basically sold those same vines back, although aged and actually sturdier as a crop mm-hmm. from being grown in American from soil. grown in a- Goddamn democratic soil. And goddamn freedom soil. Exactly. And, and so all the grapes, or most of the grapes, not all, that you are drinking from French wines are actually from American plants that were transplanted back in France. Mm-hmm. So, But during that blight, they ran out of wine. Well, what was nearby that they can import? Scotch. Yeah. So they developed a taste for it. And I'm sure there's probably some uh, relatively nice uh, discounts on import for such things since then. Not since Brexit. It's <laughs> a, a different thing entirely. Yeah, that is a uh, subject I'm not getting into on this one because uh, that that's its own episode. Yep. And and two fuck you, America dudes uh, talking about Brexit. I think uh, could get dark real quick. And- yeah, especially since I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I have a general idea about Brexit, but yeah, I can't say that I'm I'm well versed on the subject. It's one of those things that kind of see both sides, but that's a lot of things I see both sides, except for socialism. I don't see that. And apparently vodka. Well, that's and, wrong. And gin. Well, yes, you're throwing botanicals into your basically a vodka. What's the point? Well, the point is the martini. Mm-hmm. One of the most classic beverages in modern and classic mixology. Uh-huh. Olives. Wrong. 
sometimes you get hungry in the middle of a drink and it's nice to have a little garnish there to to quench that hunger uh-huh. so you can continue drinking yeah you know steak whiskey classic but i've never seen a steak garnish a bourbon because it doesn't need to it's just like steak is not a garnish the only thing that garnishes steak is bacon although i would definitely appreciate if uh there was a nice like bourbon that came to my table and there was a giant uh toothpick sticking out of it with just like a cube of well-cooked steak on the end of it because that would be classy as fuck. That would be classy as shit. And I'm actually surprised that's not a thing that's done because that's like the ultimate American beverage right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's American in a glass. That's American in a glass. Oh, yeah. I want that all day and night now. Yeah. You're actually on to something here. Yeah. See, I've already converted you to my side and you're agreeing with me. No, I'm not yeah, agreeing yeah, with you. Yeah, you already did. That's what you wanted. When you I'm came saying, up with that idea. That's what you wanted. You've already conceded that, uh, agreed that I have won. What I was stating basically is that the garnish game in bourbon and whiskey and scotch is severely lacking because certain things don't need a garnish something for ages has been well established in the gin and vodka world that they they have that down pat they need a garnish they don't need a garnish (laughs) they need a garnish no they they need something visually to distract from how horrible they are is that is that pretty much no i think what it is is that when you have something as beautiful as let's say a steak on a plate sometimes adding like a reduction uh like drizzle on the side or like parsley even if you want to go classic accentuates the beauty of the of the item that you're about to enjoy and so with with a gin martini let's say you furnish with olives or or a a small onion or uh or any of the other number of things pickles have been used Uh uh-huh you know what my garnish is? Cigar. A cigar? Mm-hmm. It's not a garnish. It is a garnish to my whiskey. How often have you seen me have cigar and whiskey? More times than I could possibly how, count. How many times have you seen someone drinking vodka or gin with a cigar? Because that is not the proper pairing. Exactly. I've already won this. But I'm saying I've seen a number of times where people drinking wine will enjoy a good cigar with a wine. That's wine, which is also a horrible beverage. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about clear liquors. There's there's no point. There is you a point. You might as well hang your head in shame. I want to have a little bit more versatility in my booze. So do I. That's why there's scotch. That's why there's Irish whiskey. That's why there's bourbon. No, that's, that's why like, there's Canadian rye. That's like saying that's, that's, why, that's there's why there's, there's flank steak. Crumb. That's why there's filet mignon. Yeah, that's why it's variety. It's variety. Yeah, that's why there's deer steak versus beef steak. And yeah, it's, no, it's, all the red meats. See, unfortunately, you are you have your, these weird meat blinders on uh, that just <laughs> they for, are not weird. <laughs> by the way, that is was that was your nickname on the street uh, in meat in blinders. Colorado, meat blinders. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, you have it in your head that everything has to be a slight variation of the other thing and you're only able to like that when there's so much more versatility in the booze world that you're unwilling to really properly experience. Oh, if I, I've experienced it and decided it was wrong. If I had a choice between a really peaty scotch and a nice mixed vodka drink on a hot summer day, I'm picking the vodka drink. That would be refreshing, and it would be be a nice crisp addition to my summer day. See, once again, you're using the word crisp on your summer day. Yeah. Dear God, you're not actually a human being. So you're saying that a really heavy peated scotch is a great choice yes. on, on the pool side. Oh, I've done it. 
I, yeah, you've made a lot of bad decisions in your life. Um, I can't imagine that being an, an enjoyable experience. Oh, it really is. But then again, I'm also the person that would drink the dragon's milk, which is what I'm drinking right now. Speaking of, uh, what are we drinking? Yeah. Um, dragon's milk bourbon barrel aged out because you age a beer in bourbon barrels because it is also like 12 degrees outside which is an appropriate time to drink a heavy barrel aged beer but yeah as lowdown brown pointed out while out my fiance and i were at the beach last year that i was drinking similarly dark beers while sitting in 100 degree weather at the fucking beach because good decisions i felt fantastic and here's where your argument, I think, falls apart a little bit. Your argument is that because you believe this thing, it has to be true. Well, yes. Which is how, unfortunately... Do you not know me? How you tend to look at Who most Who sounds things. better in this conversation? This is not like a voice version of the almighty tallest. It's it not whoever really sounds is. better. That's how things go. I am taller than you, and I'm more mellifluous, and I sound impeccable. So, therefore, I win. That's just how these things go. It, except life see i kind of lean towards not going into that whole like opinion-based facts of the news that are occurring nowadays Once I again, like you're go- throwing out your own fake news you know, my own fake news yes. yeah no i think you are just taking incredible your, taking your opinion and just stating it as fact which my is, opinions are fact because i say them that's not how that, that works. it really is how that works that's not how that works when am I wrong? Uh, well, apparently, you have drank so much bourbon that ha- it has fizzled out your brain to the point of not actually understanding oh, my, critical thinking. My cranium and gray matter are fully intact. Everything is protected. Everything is functioning. My synapses, oh, it's like a V8 firing right now. Like in- it's beautiful. Instead of water on the brain, you just got like a really nice 12-year like sitting <laughs> With your brain just floating Everyone in wants a 12-year-old on the brain. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> buddy. Now back to the Catholic Church. You have gotten so used to drinking the same thing all the time. I don't drink the same thing all the time. Well, the I've same, got 150 different whiskeys at my house. The same style of thing every They're time. They're not the same style of thing. This isn't like, I, ha- I have like eight different cereals. One's like sugary cereal, one's like a bran. You know, it's not like that. That's a, a variety. This is different types of the same th- type of booze. This is like I have eight different types of Chex Mix. It's basically the same thing with mild variations. You see it that way, and you're wrong. But once again, what tastes good? You're like the guy that only wears flannel shirts, and he's got a green one, he's got a red one, he's got a yellow one. And he, that's a man with variety in life. I mean, look at the spectrum of colors. Yeah, the spectrum of colors. That's mm-hmm. uh, Look at the fact that he's wearing basically the same clothing every day. Is he comfortable? Then who are you to tell him he's wrong? Well, isn't that what you're doing with vodka and yes. gin? Is telling people that they're wrong even right, though they're enjoying the, the, Hey, they have a right to be wrong. I just have the classier choice, the better choice, the more tasteful choice. Classy is uh, saying everything that you say is correct and anything that anyone else says is incorrect. I don't see what's wrong with that. Of course you wouldn't. Of course not. I'm correct. I'm suddenly starting to understand the political system so much better. As well you should. <laughs> via this conversation. <laughs> As well you should, sir. Hey, geeks, do you love trivia? Do you love Geeks Under the Influence? Well, you can get both by coming out to Geeks Under the Influence Trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout, 117 North 18th Street, and every second and fourth Tuesday at Wonderland, 1727 East Main Street. It's the same goofy, shit-talking fun that you enjoy from Geeks Under the Influence in trivia form. So it's a way for you to get your drink on, learn a few things, and hang out with geeks under the influence. So join us every first and third Monday at Fallout 
and every second and fourth Tuesday at Wonderland. Links are on the homepage at GUIPodcast.com. We've talked at... uh, at One is a neutral spirit. One has a flavor. Neutral. Boring. Switzerland. Gin has a flavor. Yeah, it's wrong flavor. Juniper berries. Yes. Disgusting. I don't see the point. Well, it's much. It's the IPA of clear liquor. <laughs> it's not the IPA of clear liquor. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't see like twenty-four-year-old hipsters hanging out. Uh, oh, they drinking, are drinking gin. Oh, they are. No, it's the next thing. It's the next thing. It's mm-hmm. when they get a job in their daddy's company mm-hmm. <laughs> that they move on to gin. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're upping their game, drinking horrible things. I, I don't understand them. All right, so let's. Uh, to expand upon... Much like the legless, fire-breathing midgets that killed my family, I'll never forgive these assholes either. It's just wrong. Just wrong. Mm-hmm. So to expand upon our, our beverage of choice here... Bourbon. Let's discuss pairings. Um, we talked about, let's say, a summer day, that you have no problem drinking bourbon on a hot summer day, but let's talk about... like You've seen that. Food choice. Yes, I have, unfortunately. Let's talk food choice. Let's talk um, activity choice as well on uh, what is the perfect pairing to go along. What is this word activity that you're using? Uh, does not necessarily mean physical activity. It can also mean like smoking a cigar or sitting um, and, and smoking watching a TV. cigar. Yes. So you're saying cigar is probably your go-to. If you're going to call that an activity and I do, or watching TV as an activity and I do, it all pairs perfectly with something that's been aged in a barrel. <laughs> okay. So you're saying um, inactive and uh, slothful activities are best paired with uh, with bourbon and scotch. I don't know of other activities. So you you are not saying necessarily that's the only activities. That's just the only ones that you are personally aware familiar, of. Yes. You're familiar with. Okay, and, and that's where it goes into the variety of with with vodka and gin. Vodka seems like a nice summery drink. It it seems like something you can enjoy on the beach or well. A nice mixed beverage while playing tennis. I don't see myself enjoying it anywhere. Well, much like many of the activities that I've just discussed. Uh, ten- many of the activities. <laughs> tennis. <laughs> I don't see you being a big tennis fan. I, I don't understand it. Don't understand it. Why? Uh, hanging out on a nice rooftop patio uh, dance with, dance with party. Dancing. Dancing. With dancing. I'd see vodka or gin even being a better pairing for a night of dancing on a rooftop than bourbon. How? It tastes disgusting and is wrong. I feel like it doesn't weigh down as much as bourbon or or whiskey or even scotch tends to. You saw my old band. Yeah. I was drinking bourbon the entire time. Correct. Was I not moving a lot? You were moving a fair amount. Yes. Wandering through the crowd, singing to people's crotches. For uh, about 45 minutes. Sometimes an hour. Sometimes an hour. Yeah, which is as much movement as anyone actually needs. And what I'm saying with vodka, for example, you're going to have a lot more longevity on that on that action of dancing. I really doubt it because people would have been adding overly sweet bullshit to it, which would have given a horrible hangover even before you wake up the next morning. And that feeling of, oh, sick and need to puke. You can get that from bourbon as well. Not as much. I've had over, overly sugared old fashions before. Yes, because you shouldn't drink old fashions. Old fashions are an abomination. How are they abo- an abomination? Because they're wrong. They're wrong. Yes. Just because you don't like them. Yes. Let's talk about How what... do you not understand if I don't like something it is therefore wrong? How how do you think that your opinions are correct when you drink some of the 
most disgusting. You're talking about IPAs being disgusting, and you drink the peatiest, most divot out of a golf course scotches that I've ever tried in my entire life. I enjoy chloroseptic as well. They're disgusting. They they or wonderful. They taste. They taste like a Scotsman's asshole, actually. Or foot mixed with chloroseptic. Yeah. And on fire. Yes, it's great. And how is it that that is totally a, a reasonable thing to drink, but IPA Because not. it's delicious. Or gins are not. No. Vodkas are not. I don't understand how you can't understand this. My opinions are correct. Therefore, right. It's just logic. Simple. It's science. I guess I'm just so not so full of myself that I that buy, is not true that I don't, don't buy into my own bullshit. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> you are so Southern Californian. It's funny. No, you you believe you can do anything because my mommy told me so. <laughs> my mommy told me I could do anything. Mm-hmm. I just think I allow the opportunity for somebody else to have a valuable opinion other than my own. You know, as a person that believes in liberty and freedom, I allow people to have desperate and different opinions. They're wrong, but they have a right to them. <laughs> they have a right to lead their life wrongly. More wronglier than you? Exactly. Yes, yes. Well, unfortunately, uh, whether you believe it or not, there are opinions other than your own. Oh, that, I know there are opinions other than my own. They're just wrong. No, that aren't necessarily wrong. And and it's unfortunate that aren't you've Aren't necessarily bought- wrong. They, well, they are. It's, it's unfortunate that you've created this little bubble for yourself, this little world where everything is correct. It's it's very similar to a, a certain president that I've known to have graced this land. Why are you bringing up Clinton? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's probably most presidents <laughs> yeah. b- believe their own bullshit. <laughs> Goddamn right they do. Yes. Which is the funny thing. There are three different um, retired um, Secret Service agents that live in Powhatan, and I fixed their cable. Their stories are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, one of them worked with Carter, who said that despite all the niceties, Carter was just full of shit. Because um, he came in from one speech after something during his administration. His immediate words is walking back in from talking to the press was, do you think they believed that bullshit? <laughs> Quote. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which I feel is like kind of the look on your face after you're just bullshitting people at the bar half the time. You're assuming that I talk to people at the bar. I've seen you talk to people like at least twice in the years of us being friends. Have I known them? No. Was I telling them how great I was? Um, Usually. Then, yeah. But also just kind of baiting them into just being in a weird corner of their belief system and then goading them mercilessly. This seems like an attack upon my person, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I think ultimately it's an attack on your inability to uh, view any other viewpoint as anything other than incorrect. It, well, it is invalid. Invalid. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand if you see it as invalid in your opinion. Or in my fact-based world of me. <laughs> That's the name of your autobiography, <laughs> the fast, fact-based world of me. Yes. Um, so we, we didn't get into rums much at all. Rums are kind of that weird gray area between the clear and the uh It's the like moonshine, aged. and moonshine eventually can become something delicious now when you, it's aged in a barrel. Have you enjoyed moonshine that's not aged in a barrel? I've gotten drunk off of it. I don't say I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I have gotten drunk off of vodka before. I have gotten drunk off gin before. Worst hangover of my life. Yeah. Oh, dear God. 
That was painful. I had to go to class the next day. Ugh. It was not good. I th- it was not good at all. I think both of us are of the opinion that tequila is like the worst thing that's ever happened, right? It is. And that also can be barrel aged and nothing can save that shit. No. No, because no, tequila is, is always a bad decision. So there's at least one liquor that we can both agree on is uh, the devil's piss is what I call it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the aguave plant should never be used for distilling ever. No. Again, that that should fall more into the make it alcoholic so it sanitizes and mm-hmm. use that to. Yeah, that was basically Mexico going, you know, what we can do. We can give the world hangovers and bad decisions if we export this because they don't really drink it. They say they drink it. They don't. They just put it out to the rest of the world. And go, and then they're back over in the, over in Mexico. Going, <laughs> Guess what we did to the rest of the world? Fuck them. That's what they're doing. Well, and then they sit back and drink a nice, really peaty scotch on a on a summer beach. More than likely. More than likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're drinking the Lafrog. Lafroig. Uh, Lafroig. Whatever. They're drinking whatever Mexicans drink. I don't know what it is, but I know it's not tequila because they are not drinking that themselves. <laughs> they say they do, but they're just deceiving the world by going, <laughs> stupid rest of the world. Just fills up a bottle with apple juice and pretends that it's uh, tequila. Pretty much. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's. I mean, smart of them if that's what's happening out there. It is. It's a large conspiracy, a C-O-N-spiracy. So with rum, uh, we discussed moonshine being something uh, that, can turn into good in your opinion. Yes, I've done that. Uh, now, with rum, there's a similar situation where there's a much more sugary-based alcohol. Well, it's nothing but sugar. Yeah, um, that can then, when aged, develop an entirely different character. Yes. Like the cra- charred oak makes things better. Not all things. It, except for tequila, makes everything better. What about gin? Well, gin's already a thing. But what if you aged gin in a bourbon barrel? It's tainting and wasting a bourbon barrel. Is that even a thing that anyone has ever tried? I hope not. I'm sure some mad scientist out there decided to age gin in a barrel. And realized it was wrong. (laughs) Botanicals and wood tannins, no. No. And also vodka, for that matter. I don't think I've ever heard of that being um, Actually, that is something that they're experimenting with now. Really? Yep. I was reading about it the other day. I don't remember what website. Barrel aging vodka. Yeah. That's an odd, odd thing. Yeah, let's make something neutral just taste exactly like wood. It's almost like Korean tacos, except not good, because Korean tacos are delicious. Never actually had one. Um, Boca Taco in town. They mm-hmm. they also have some food trucks. Yes, uh, they do, do. That's do how they started. A fantastic job. job. And uh, Juan Gonzalez also, where uh, my buddy Rahib works, makes an incredible bulgogi burrito. It's the bulgogi beef in burrito form. It's, I'm sure that's phenomenal. It's beef. Yes. Wrapped up in something convenient. Yes. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> it's convenient beef. Yes. Which is probably the name of this episode, actually. <laughs> um, we're, we're getting close to the end here. Are we? Yes, we are. So I've won. Fortunately. No. Um, oh, I have. That is a determination for the listeners to make. Well, they know the better voice. Is that is that what they're going to yes. vote, vote on? Is the better voice? It is voice? absolutely the better voice. Well, it is the ear candy. Before we the get audible into audible chocolate that they desire. Before we get into the voting on on this episode, um, uh, is there anything you felt you learned from Fuck this no. from this debate? <laughs> I didn't think so. You're not one to actually learn stuff. I am. I read on a regular basis. Yeah, we'll learn stuff counterpoint to your opinion. Sometimes I don't have an opinion on things. I'm not Eddie Brown. Oh. <laughs> 
That's an inside joke. Yes. I'm sorry to the whoever's listening in India. You don't know Eddie Brown. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> the man has opinions on things that he just learned about. Some of them are correct. Every once in a while, a blind dog will find its fucking food. Uh, it, a broken clock is right twice a day. It's also yeah. true. Yeah. It's, yeah. We kind of like you, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, I feel like I learned that if you just refuse to accept reality, then uh, you can create this little echo chamber where you're the only person in it. And therefore, all of your opinions sound right after a while. And and you don't actually have to incorporate actual reality and actual... It doesn't have to actually opinion. just sound right. It is right because I thought it. There is this weird... I like your version of the matrix that you live in is a terrifying place. It's wonderful. Everybody eats nothing but like steak and potatoes. There are other things to eat and just pork, pork. Yes. Slow, slow smoked pork. Yes. And chicken and chicken goat, goat, ostrich is tasty as well. I don't know if I've ever had ostrich. Ostrich is tasty. Well, I'm glad that your matrix Buffalo has also tasty. Buffalo. I have had, um, I have not tried alligator yet, but I'm willing to, so Here it tastes a lot like chicken. Various meats mm-hmm. and various potatoes and cheese. And cheese. Yes. I like, I like asparagus. And just cigars and bourbon and Broccoli scotch. also. We're just going to list foods you like yes. for the remainder of the episode. It sounds good to hear me say things. <laughs> it's, it's like Bubba from Forrest Gump, but mm-hmm. with just various meats. Yes. And veggies. <laughs> lamb, Brussels sprouts are wrong. Lamb kebabs are good. I like lamb kebabs. Lamb kebabs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Lamb gyros are pretty good as well. Yeah. Lamb shanks. Lamb chops. Any part of animal that doesn't come from the water is really good. I'm still astounded that you don't like seafood. That's amazing to me. It's so good. It looks good, smells bad, tastes worse. Again, one of those opinions that uh, you seem to think is makes it actual fact. It really is. So that is what I've learned, is that you can't actually argue with... Uh, with, an, with me, because I'm correct. <laughs> with an egomaniac. Uh, it, it's basically a waste of your time. It really is. And Because uh, I'm correct. Why trying to come at me why are you trying to come at me bro and also very difficult on a debate show when the response to everything is you're wrong you're wrong because it's not what my opinion is yes the rest of the time would just be me insulting you well i'm used to that that has no effect on me anymore (laughs) um so calling you a commie and you know other things like that all the things yeah now uh if you guys enjoyed this episode and you want to express your probably did probably not and want to express your opinion on who you think won this very intense, very scientifically formulated debate that we just had. Uh, a couple of days after this episode drops, check out the Quite Contrary page on Facebook and uh, the Geeks Under the Influence Twitter for now. The Geeks Under the Influence Twitter. We're going to have a poll up. Uh, yeah, we are. To show what you guys thought, uh, whether you think Crump won or whether you think I won. Well, we all know who actually won. And in the meantime, while you're there, uh, you might as well, you know, Follow us and uh, subscribe to this podcast. Well, it's not going to be available on iTunes just yet. You need a couple episodes before you can get on iTunes, but we'll get that underway in the next couple weeks. But you can follow all the information about Quite Contrary and anything else that the Geeks Under the Influence Network is doing by uh, going to GYPodcast.com. I do find it funny that you're actually bobbling your head as I've called you a bobble-headed hobbit for years. As he's speaking, he's actually bobbling his head. Does little shimmies of bubble. It does have a shimmy to it. I am I am aware of the shimmy. Shimmy y'all. Shimmy yay. I have tried to do this podcasting thing without doing an ca- occasional <laughs> head swivel, and it's infuriating. <laughs> it's like I have to pace when I'm on the phone. It's just like that, where if I have to sit still while on the phone, it feels really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. So I got I got to get the, amusing. Gotta get the little swivel going. Yeah. Yeah. You can get that swivel look uh, by checking out uh, our YouTube uh, GY podcast. There's old episodes that we recorded via film. Uh, I think that's how they do recording a video nowadays. Film? Film. Yes, yeah, that, it is. That's how we do webcam. It's up to date. Webcam film mm-hmm. is uh, how, how we do it. Cans of it. Cans and cans of webcam film uh, we, we spent on uh, on our YouTube. All that stuff at GUIPodcast.com. Tell your friends to follow us on Facebook and uh, follow the Geeks on the Influence Network on Facebook as well. It's going to keep you up to date on Quite Contrary. All the other podcasts are going to be coming out on the Geeks Under the Influence Network. This is a big year for us, 2018, and uh, we're more than happy to start it off with the first episode of Quite Contrary. Now, uh, before we go, i got to give a big shout-out to Jonathan Colton and thank him for the use of all this time off the album Solid State, which is available at jonathancolton.com, and there will be links on the links page of GY Podcast. Tell me about this Jonathan Colton. If uh, you're familiar, G4 had a show called Code Monkeys years yes, ago. Yes, I, I guess it did. It, that song on the intro, Code Monkey Like You, mm-hmm. was Jonathan Colton. Really? The song from Portal, the Cake is a Lie yeah. song, that is Jonathan Colton. Really? Uh, there was a song that became very popular on the internet called R.E. Your Brains, where all we want to do is eat your brains. That was Jonathan Colton. Uh, he's done a number of songs that became popular hits via YouTube or the internet in general. All the webs. So so he was nice enough to let us use all this time on this podcast. So much thanks to that. To send us out, do you have an, any other unpopular opinions that you'd like to share? All my opinions are popular. All of them. Yes. In, in your echo chamber. There is no echo chamber. Yeah. There is no reverb on my voice. I don't know of anything. If you can think of something that I've said that you think unpopular, tell me. Because I think everything that I've said is true, fact-based, and relevant, and meaningful to the general public. Well, I'll go with the blatantly obvious one that uh, is of your opinion, and many people tend to disagree, is that Crump is always right. Well, that is true. It's it's fact. It's fact. Yes. Well, we're, we're going to leave that fact uh, to be determined by the masses using their, also, their voting. Oh, I can tell you one that, that... What's that band I hate? Oh, yeah. Uh, they have a guy... That's uh, stuck in greaser look. Uh, it's bad that I, I knew the minute that you started into this, what band you were talking about. Uh-huh. You know. uh, written the same song over and over again. Lots of people like to think he's a great lyricist. Um, Social. Oh, yeah. Distortion. Yeah. Yeah. Crap fucking band. Great band. No, no. Crap. Absolute garbage. Overrated as fuck. I don't see the point. He's not a good lyricist, nor that great a singer, and Lord knows he smells his own ass and thinks it's the most magnificent thing that's ever been created. So just remember, if you're going to vote for the bourbon, you're also voting for somebody that hates freedom and uh, good music. So, Oh, I'm all about freedom. You have the freedom to be wrong, and I will not try to tell you that you can't do that. I won't tell you you can't drink vodka. I won't tell you that you can't drink gin. I won't tell you that you can't have that tequila sunrise. I'll think that you're wrong, but you have the right to be wrong. Yeah. It's all about freedom. Man. And the right to ignore your opinion about They ev- can ignore anything. the truth. But once again, once you've heard the truth, you're responsible there was for a show, your actions after it. There was a show that told me that the truth was, in fact, out there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I it did, is out there. I saw that on the television. And when they finally find me, they will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. Okay, this is just now bordering on you starting your own crumpy cult. 
So, there already is one. Oh, God. On that note, thank you guys so much for listening to Quite Contrary. We will find you here next week, next Monday, for another episode dropping on uh, GYPodcast.com. And as soon as we have the iTunes and Stitcher all set up, we'll give you the information on that as well. But for now, follow us on social media, and we'll see you guys next time. Enjoy. GUIPodcast.com <laughs>